Welcome back to another edition of the Educational AD Podcast. We couldn't do this without the incredible support of our sponsors, and we want to start by saying thank you to all of them. First, thanks to our diamond sponsor, Varsity Brands, including BSN, Varsity Spirit, and Hearth Jones. Varsity Brands, elevating student experiences in sport, spirit, and achievement. We also want to thank our platinum sponsors, Ephesus Lighting, innovating a brighter future at every level. Gilman Gear, always a step ahead. Camp Mobile, where teams communicate better. Hometown Ticketing, simple and easy online ticketing. And Vital Signs, bring student achievements to life. Thank you to all of our great sponsors. Welcome back, everyone, to another edition of the Educational AD. We have a real treat today. Our guest is Doug Kilgore. Doug's a certified master athletic administrator. He's retired after many years with the Arkansas school system, as well as with the NIAAA board, but he's still very active, uh, not only as a day-to-day -day substitute, but also with a professional consulting business called the Bowtie AD. Doug, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much, Jake. I'm uh, very happy to be here, especially in light of some of the people you've had in the past. Looking forward to it. Well, as you can see, we only have the best, and, and that's why we're talking to you right now. Um, we always like to let our listeners have a chance to get to know our guests. So tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, uh, where you went to college, and, and maybe how you ended up getting that first teaching and coaching job that led to a, a life in athletic administration. I certainly will. I was born in Texas, uh, down in the Houston area, but never lived there, actually. Uh, my dad was in the Air Force, so very shortly after my birth, we started moving around all over the place in the U.S. and, uh, and overseas, Guam, Puerto Rico, uh, till I ended up uh, graduating from high school, Woodlawn High School in Shreveport, Louisiana. Went to college at Harding College in a city just north of, uh, of Little Rock and uh, had a lot of majors in there and consequently several years in college, but I could never make up my mind. I finally settled on, uh, on vocal performance. Uh, so I studied voice with the intention of singing opera uh, professionally or in the singing field, uh, concerts and this kind of thing. Uh, after graduation, I went to grad school at uh, the University of North Texas, or then it was North Texas State University, sang in and around the Dallas-Fort Worth and Northeast Texas Shreveport Corridor for a couple of three years. Um, did not necessarily like that profession. It was too insecure and a little traveling around and this kind of thing. So it went back to school to get my teaching certificate, which everybody uh, three years before that told me I should get. Uh, and in doing that, I added uh, physical education as one of my areas as well. Uh, before I even finished that teacher training, I got a call uh, to come to a school that had just started up. In fact, uh, they hadn't even had their first graduation class yet, Central Arkansas Christian School, and to come and to start their chorus program. 
but also, as you remember back in the day, you did any and everything. Drove the bus, I coached all three seasons, taught physical education, and, uh, and did all of this kind of stuff that we all used to do 40, 45 years ago. Uh, some work with football, basketball, track and field, and then also girls softball, which was just beginning at the time. Uh, progressed on there, moved to change the locations of the school, and uh, it was still involved in athletics and chorus as well, among uh, teaching some other things. The football coach at the time was the athletic director, which as you can imagine, as we started growing, that became a, a much more wieldy job to, uh, to have to deal with. And he asked me about uh, becoming the athletic director. I think at the time I may have got one class period. Uh, you know, then I got, the, I got even back then the big red book that the NIAAA put out. I wish I still had that, but worked on that in and out of education for a couple of three times, uh, all the while coaching, primarily in the, in the running sports, the cross country and track and field is kind of where I found my niche. And, and that's where, that's where my passion was. Uh, left wife and I went into private business for uh, two or three years, got a call back, uh, from another gentleman who was running the school and they needed an athletic director. My name had come up because of being involved and having had a history at the school. So at that time, uh, uh, in the early 2000s, the wife and I both went back to school teaching. She is also a teacher at the same school, teaches middle school science. And uh, starting then, I began a career in athletic administration. Very shortly, assistant principal was added to my duties. And uh, in 2018, I finally retired from that position, became a full-time substitute at the same school. I show up every day and never know where I'm going to class. One of the, the epic things about that whole venture was prior to that, I was afraid of middle school kids. They were small and, and you know, just flittering here there, and yawn. And I figured either they were going to hurt me or I was going to fall down and hurt them but I really enjoyed the middle school kids and uh, in the substitution, and then it was time to give back. So with that, I looked into and, and tried to establish myself as someone who could provide professional development for athletic directors through the NIAAA uh, portal with the, uh, with the leadership training courses, workshops, keynote addresses to, to give back from this profession that had given so, so much to me and if I could have done anything to, to make the job easier for some of our, our peers and comrades out there, that was my intention. And here I am. Let's talk a little bit about that transition from, you know, that teacher coach, uh, part-time AD to, you know, the full-time AD position. You know, what were some things, you know, looking back that you, uh, you thought you knew, but maybe you didn't, or things that, uh, you know, uh, turned out particularly well for you? I think the biggest thing was, uh, you know, as a coach and having had some years of experience, you knew about the athletic part, but it was an eye-opening experience to get involved with the administration part. Uh, you know, balls and uniforms and nuts and bolts like that and getting new nets on the basketball court and all that, to, that that's one thing. But when you start getting into to some of the things that impact programs uh, such as a student-athlete health, as far as uh, scheduling, organizing events, uh, providing security, providing enough help in an event to, to put it on, 
uh, all the, the legal and technical things and the paperwork, eligibility, health forms, all these kind of things, it, it, became, it became where, you know, this was, wow, there's a whole lot to this job. Which, until you live through it, I guess it, it's a bit understandable that, that, that a lot of people, even in, uh, in our profession, as far as school and education is based, Jake, uh, they don't understand what we do. They can't imagine the behind the scenes thing that go on. So that, that was the, the most profound transition. And it seems like the longer I was in it, the more administration there was, and in a sense, the less athletics there was. And uh, it, it was just more and more where you, it was tougher to just sit back and enjoy ball games and enjoy the kids as they, uh, as they did things and, and produced and the, the thrill and the joy they had in, in their performing. Yeah, I, I can definitely see that. Um, let's talk a little bit about um, your involvement at the state and the national level. Um, we have a lot of, uh, you know, I'd say, uh, younger and, and newer ADs, and they'll see someone, you know, like you or, or me, uh, that, you know, has uh, kind of moved up the ranks uh, at the state and national level. And I don't think they really understand the journey that that is. You know, talk about how you got involved at the state level and how that led to getting involved at the national level with NIAAA. Jake, we're definitely, we, and I'll say this, we, look at this uh, white stuff that's around on our face and on our head. Uh, you know, this is an age of instant gratification. You get some of these, these, these younger people, men and women, that get into the profession, and, and their passion and their excitement and their energy is, is really encouraging. And they want to know it, and they want to know it now. Well, you can't do it. You've got, it just takes some years to learn because there's such a, a, a variety of things that get done, such a variety of resources that we call in in order to do the job. And I find it, <coughs> excuse me, uh, something that many people are not willing to, to invest the time, effort, and energy in order to learn the profession. However, there are many of them that do. They want, they are sponges that are out there just ready and waiting to absorb because hopefully they see some of the, the greater programs and greater people involved in this profession and, and it becomes a thing and, you know, this is not haughty and proud, but I want to be like so-and-so. I want to be like some of these people that, that we have worked with that have moved on and as a result, anything I can do uh, to help them on the way. I've got a saying I use a lot of times in relation to athletic administration. We can't afford to make all the mistakes. We must learn from the mistakes of others. And in doing that and sharing it, and I hope to, to prevent or to, to forestall some of the, the things that can go wrong that can be very dangerous and, and have some pretty dire consequences. So with that, therein lies my motivation to be involved of course, the, the greatest area that I found very early on through some support here in the state was the, the, both the State Association and the NIAAA because their dedication was to the members, to the athletic administrators to do everything they can as an association to improve our knowledge and get us through without making these mistakes. Uh, 
I've heard I use and have heard a saying often that we all warm by fires that were built by others and drink from wells that were dug by others. And in that kind of association involvement, uh, you, you can apply that, this knowledge that's gone on. And, and my work with uh, both the state level and actually now several states or associations and the NIAAA has just been so enjoyable and, and productive as well. Oh, yeah, I, uh, I can echo that. Um, let's talk a, a little bit about leadership. Uh, in our profession, you know, we always talk about the importance of leading and mentoring. Uh, who are some of your mentors, uh, you know, growing up, coaches or teachers or, or maybe people that you worked with or worked for? Um, whose voice can you still hear when you talk to students or coaches today? I'm going to go back to probably my sophomore year in high school, which happened at the time I was in Oscoda, Michigan. Coach Wainwright, he was the wrestling coach. And uh, I just kind of got involved with that. But the, the passion he showed, the camaraderie, the friendship, and, you know, he could make life a little difficult on you back in those days. But he, he, was, he just stuck out in my mind as being a, somebody I admired and looked up to. He was also the driver's ed teacher. And uh, when we would take driver's ed and myself and one other student would get in the car and go driving with him, his number one thing was to go about 20 miles south of Oscoda to a donut shop. Well, we'd all get out, have a donut, we'd swap drivers and go back to the school. So, uh, and uh, you know, the stories he tell all along the way. Uh, I got my next boost in, in Woodlawn High School, of all things with the band director. Uh, as I mentioned, a pretty large musical background as well, but he, uh, Richard Jennings, for years, and we had a great band program, was such an inspiration. So many people at college, professors that cared, that set examples, coaches that worked uh, within the athletic program. Professionally, uh, Bob Diles, who was the, the uh, superintendent that hired me many years ago and continued to support and and worked and he he worked into the uh, into the late 90s before he finally retired uh, was just a great leader uh, a great example a great mentor that uh, that you could look up to and learn since then athletic administration there there's some people here in in arkansas that kind of took me under a wing although i was you know, I was 50 years old when I got into the profession for real. Uh, Bill Mayo, a past president of the NIAAA, was an Arkansan. He got me going, got me involved. I ended up meeting uh, uh, Bruce Whitehead, uh, Mike Blackburn, Jim Watkins, uh, Jim Teff before he passed away. Dr. John Olson was a tremendous influence on me on the academic side of things that, uh, you know, of applying your skills and your knowledge. So all along, and even now, I get inspired by people that are half my age, because they just, they've got it where it, where it is, and they know, and they have that drive and passion. So you're never too old to, uh, to benefit from good examples and mentoring. Oh, absolutely. I recognize many of those NIAAA names. Um, Let's go ahead and um, shift gears. Let's go and talk uh, a little bit about COVID. Uh, certainly it's impacted schools and athletic departments across the country. Um, this uh, summer, you know, we've seen a variety of uh, responses uh, from states and from school districts and 
we're recording this right now in late August, so things may have changed by the time it airs, but what's going on right now in Arkansas with regards to school and with regards to sports? Jake, we can only hope that things will change within the next month or so. And, uh, you know, it, it would be great if they do, although we must prepare uh, for the storms if they continue. Uh, Arkansas more or less is going full speed ahead. The school year was delayed a couple of weeks, but the schools are up and running. Most of the schools are hosting the majority of their kids face-to-face. -face. Of course, athletics have been going uh, to one degree or another since July the 1st. Uh, total non-contact, maintaining protocols. I think it was about uh, August, um, uh, July the 20th, 22nd, like that, where we were turned loose to go into another level and begin some contact, but still maintaining the, the COVID protocols, uh, masking and questions and distancing when possible. And even this week, uh, varsity football, varsity volleyball, the real games, not the scrimmages, will, will kick off this week. And we can only hope that, that things will go as well as they have been going. There have been very few programs that have been affected in Arkansas, to my knowledge, to this point. I do know uh, we probably got a little over 200 schools playing football. Uh, this is a big game week. And yet I've only heard of five contests that have had to been either delayed or canceled due to COVID situations. Every case I've heard about the, uh, the virus has been contracted outside of school and either brought in or for fear um, programs have been shut down. I promise you, I don't have it right now. Uh, nevertheless, things are going on. I think it brings us a great opportunity to network with our parents and our fans. I think our kids and coaches can carry forth with athletics and activities and keep the problems at a minimum. However, if we do not have the cooperation of parents and fans who, what few of them get to come to games, this, uh, this pile of dominoes is going to fall completely apart because things are going to be brought in, the refusal to wear masks, to social distance, to, to not check yourself and uh, uh, do these kind of precautions that will keep things from getting worse. And uh, it's, it's a good opportunity, I think, to, to use those as our allies, to get them in with us. I know Jeremy Lewis, you've probably seen this uh, video out in Utah where he, he halted a game for a few moments and reiterated to the fans that you must keep social distancing. You must wear your mask. And fortunately, they, they adhered to the rules and started moving around across the stands and they carried on with the contest. Uh, several of us here in Arkansas are talking that before every game, an announcement needs to be made to emphasize that, either from a school administrator uh, or from the coaches, the coaches of those contests, getting a microphone together, going out on the field or on the court, making the warning. Uh, several schools are involving their students, let their students make an announcement that we want to keep playing. We want these activities to go on, and it can't happen without the people in the stands respecting the expectations and the protocols that have to be there for the safety of everyone. So in a, in a little bit bigger nutshell than you probably wanted, that's where we are in Arkansas right now.
No, that was exactly what I wanted to hear. And it's good to see. Uh, and I think you brought up a good point, you know, with the reopenings as they begin to occur, you know, we get a chance nationwide to see, you know, what works and, and you know, hey, what's, what's not working. And again, you mentioned Jeremy Lewis. Uh, I actually reached out to him. I'm trying to get him on uh, a future episode. And uh, what you talked about with, you know, the coach and the public address announcer, um, you know, we are very blessed uh, at, at my school, and I'm sure there's others, you know, our coach uh, in his parent meetings was very clear about what the expectation is for seating uh, at home games. And uh, we've been able to do a good job uh, the last several years of actually having a student on the public address for our varsity games. So it's, it's one of their own instead of the cranky old athletic director on the microphone, it's a student voice. So um, absolutely. So uh, it's gonna be interesting to see how things play out. Uh, you know, we're looking for those uh, success stories down the road. Um, Let's, um, you know, shift into a different gear here. I've been asking our guests this question, um, and, I, and I used to be able to say, you know, back in uh, the spring, uh, the situation that developed in uh, uh, Minneapolis and then Atlanta, but, you know, gosh, now we have to say, you know, what happened in Wisconsin. Um, you know, obviously social issues, social justice um, have been under the spotlight. And my question is, uh, what are some things that we can do as athletic directors? What are some things that we can do better uh, with regard to, you know, social awareness with our communities? Communication. It's the only, only thing we can do. And there's, there's a lot of different ways to do that. Um, and, and do not exclude the kids. I think there's some tremendous insights that we can get out of our students of, of any race or background or anything like that that. Uh, I know some schools, uh, particularly a good friend of mine that is at the uh, Hong Kong International School, she, uh, Sharon Lung, has a very highly evolved Captain's Council uh, group that she has worked with for training and then uses them as, as kind of an advisory thing, but involves them within her program to solicit their input. And I don't know why that can't be had around any of our high schools. Under some good leadership, be more interested uh, in what people have to say and less interested in what I have to say. Ask questions, listen to what people will, will say and will share with you. But uh, I think there's some differences there that, that can be addressed, that can be resolved. And I think we in our profession and in our group of people, uh, like it or not, athletes are admired. And whether it's middle school kids looking up to the varsity volleyball players or varsity football players or, or them setting the examples in the community, I think the more we can, we can demonstrate communication and valuing that age group, that cohort of people to to get info from as well as to distribute information and so many of them are so willing to to demonstrate a lifestyle of acceptance of understanding of diversity of equity of equality that uh, that i think if if we don't access them to be our bulletin board we're going to be missing the boat in a lot of areas because there's so many of us adults 
Our minds are made up. Well, okay, fine. Move on to somebody else. Don't beat your head against that stump because that's not going to move. Yeah, definitely. Surround yourself with good people. And, and we are, as ADs, surrounded with some great people with our student-athletes. Um, we're almost done, but I want to give you a chance to uh, talk to our listeners about the Bowtie AD. Tell them a little bit about it and, and what sort of programs and services you can provide. Well, I guess this kind of got started when I was on the board, uh, the NIAAA board, and uh, we went to certain, as a secretary, I went to certain uh, section meetings, which were often at state conferences, and got invited to some others to do this from teaching leadership training courses. But uh, when, I, when I retired, and that was that work of having to be at school was, was, uh, was minimized and gave me the opportunity. I just started looking into it, networking with some friends, and a lot of people knew me anyway. And, and the amazing thing is they liked me anyway, and they asked me even though they knew me very well. But uh, it began with teaching leadership training courses, which I love to teach, the ones that, that I can and are passionate about. I, I really enjoy that part of life and, and sharing these things and, and finding out what other people think. Into doing workshops on several occasions. I've done workshops at, at uh, two or three state conferences around here and it just networked out into being invited to come and speak. Uh, I guess I think since I've been doing this I've been to 16 or 17 states for their conferences and of course as you know from the past six or seven months Zoom webinars have been a dime a dozen. So we have both been involved with that. But uh, that blossomed into to going a little bit further, a little bit further. And, uh, and I had, on two occasions, I had the opportunity to go to Asia. Uh, there's a IRCOS or East Asia Regional Council of Schools. That is, a, it's a conference of, of school leaders, between 1,500 and 2,000 school leaders of all walks. Uh, from heads of school, presidents, board members, uh, comptrollers, assistant principals, curriculum people, but they also incorporate a track for athletic directors. And athletics are amazing in the overseas atmosphere. And uh, I went to teach some leadership training, did some workshops one, one year in 2017 uh, to Bangkok. Uh, in 2019, I went to Kota Kinabalu, uh, Sabah, Malaysia, which uh, you may not have a clue where that is, but think the island of Borneo. And these people are great. They, I just admire them, and several of us have remained good friends. And, you know, as you know, Jake, when you go and do anything like that, you always get more out of it than you contribute. And uh, that has been the case with, with everything. It doesn't matter where I go. Uh, but it, it's just something that has blossomed. And again, I am the benefactor of getting to travel and meet and share and learn. And I always like the good restaurants too. Well, I, again, for those of you that are, uh, you know, looking for a great uh, professional development experience, that's the Bowtie AD is on Facebook, Twitter. You know, you can certainly find him uh, anywhere. Um, Doug, we've come to the end, but we always like to wrap up with what we call the AD's toolbox. Now, you and I have uh, uh, certainly veteran ADs. We've been around the block once or twice, but your job right now 
is to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job. But I'm only going to let you put three items in their toolbox. What three things are going to go in Doug Kilgore's athletic director Jake, toolbox? You started breaking up just as you took over from me. And so if any of our listeners, if you're looking for a great professional development program, that's the Bowtie AD. Uh, contacts information is on Twitter, it's on Facebook. I encourage you to uh, look up the Bowtie AD. Thank well, you. Doug, uh, this has been great, but we're not done yet. Uh, we always like to wrap up with what we call the Athletic Director's Toolbox. Now, you and I are certainly veteran ADs. We've been around the block uh, at least once or twice, but uh, your job right now is to send out a brand new athletic director on their very first job but I'm only gonna let you put three items in their toolbox. What three items are gonna go in Doug Kilgore's AD toolbox? First of all, connect. Make connections with the people around you in your state particularly. Second of all, join. Seek out and become active in your state athletic administrator association and also the National Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Thirdly, don't be afraid to ask questions. We as ADs are totally willing to share anything we have. Unlike coaches who are very reluctant to share because they think you're going to use what I tell you to beat me in a ball game. Anything I have as an AD I am willing to give you if it makes your job easier. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Now, I, uh, I, I concur 100%. Uh, you know, I was very uh, surprised, very pleased, you know, getting into athletic administration that how collegial it was. You know, coaches were, uh, as you said, keeping things close to the vest. Uh, ADs, they're giving things away, volunteering uh, information. So thanks so much for sharing. My pleasure. Well, uh, you and I will probably see each other soon uh, as we're working on that new uh, LTI course. Uh, so um, until then, be safe uh, and um, all the best uh, in Arkansas and um, on your travels. Thank you very much, Jake. I appreciate the opportunity. And, and yes, indeed, we will connect soon and often. And uh, best wishes to you uh, down there with the Florida situations. Thank you, my friend. Uh, to our listeners, thanks as always for tuning in. Come back again next time for another edition of the Educational AD. Thanks again for listening. Remember, these episodes are also being uploaded to the Educational AD YouTube channel. That's Educate, Ath, D-I-R, and F-I-Triple-A on YouTube. Thanks again for listening.